voice finds you well. Welcome back to my home. This is Cheshire's Place. As always, I am your host, the melodious one, Mr. Cheshire. You can always find me in my small little corner of internet wonderland by clicking a like on the Facebook group page, Cheshire's Place, a looking glass and a logical madness. You can always listen to this episode and all other content on anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many other platforms. And if you ever feel like dropping a line or saying hi or giving any thoughts or suggestions for upcoming episodes, feel free to email me at CheshireLookingGlass at gmail.com or you can follow me on Twitter at PlaceCheshire. So here we are, another glorious weekend. Time for a little bit of geekery, maybe a little bit of debauchery. Depending on what the topic is today, you never know. But I think it's time that we got to know a little bit about our newest member to the Internet Wonderland cast. But before we jump into that, I do have to make some proper introductions. 
See, I can't have a show unless if I have my two wonderful co-hosts with me. Starting off with the one that has been here the longest. He is my brother from another mother. He is my hetero life mate. He is my ride or die. He is the man, the myth, the legend, Monkey. Monkey, how's it going? Oh, it goes. How about you, Cheshire? Oh, extremely sore, but we'll get into that here in a little bit. Then, of course, the man of the hour, the one that we're going to be discussing. He is the international Lothario of the Silver Stage. He is the Silver Tongue Siren. He is the sexual chocolate of Internet Wonderland. Let's give it up for D Twizzle. How's it going, D? I'm doing fantastic today. Nice, nice, nice. So the reason why I'm sore... And I'm still feeling the pain. Um, we had a jujitsu seminar here in Minot for Bad Ace Shoshu Academy. And our professor, Professor Angel Halo Lopez, came in for a few days to teach. So some basics, some very fun submissions. Like, I mean, a lot of fun submissions. It was amazing. And out of the three days, you know, I got to learn a lot. I got to experience a lot, and I finally got my blue belt in jujitsu. Which I've told you before, I could have gotten you a lot easier and a lot faster and a lot cheaper. But you're not going to buy a belt and diet for me, okay? That defeats the purpose of training. Oh, it's not that hard to train that man. No, we're not doing that. That's plenty of training. You you get the belt, you get the dye, you got to dye it, and then you got to like dry it. You know, that's a lot of training right there. Yes. Indeed. Indeed. Oh, but God. Probably going to mess it up, though. But, I mean, no, no, I don't know. Doing the old-fashioned way is kind of <clears throat> more rewarding, I'm sure. Exactly. Oh, it's just as rewarding to, to, to see the fruits of your labor from dying it. You know, it's like, beautiful. Good. Oh, this is way too early for this. <laughs> Anyways. <clears throat> so, D-Twizzle. Yes. We know you to be an international traveler. That, that is super true. International man of mystery, I always say. So, ladies, if you're ever listening to this and you happen to live in uh, some exotic areas, i.e. Uh, Brazil and Portugal, because that's where D-Twizzle is going to be heading next, and you're feeling kind of frisky and you're kind of lonely, go ahead and hit up this international man of mystery, the civil term devil that we have right here. He will be more than happy to give you some hours of loving and sexual chocolate whenever you want it. Yeah, but I would just advise if you're going to do that, just approach me from the front. I'm kind of like a horse. <laughs> like, you know, when you sneak up behind me, you know, I might kick you, you know, because of, you know, nervousness and things like that. So you, just, you think you're getting kidnapped and you'll freak right. out. Like, yeah, ah. I'll, I'll turn straight Liam Neeson's and we don't want that. Right. I don't know. You're going Take left. I mean, you're going to Brazil. I mean, that's the home of Brazilian jiu-jitsu and capoeira. You may try that, and the girl's going to put you in a rear naked choke. I mean, just when I'm thinking they're trying to dance, and then v- I realize. Very, very naked. <laughs> yep, yeah. yep. Just saying, man. Right. Just saying. <laughs> but anyways, we do want to discuss your travels and some of the like favorite places that you've been to, some of the experiences. But first, we do have to honor our time tradition. It is time for the news. It is time for Monkey to speak Truth with Monkey Coconut News. Let's take it away. Welcome to Monkey Coconut News. I am Monkey. 
Right. So I got some pieces of information here. Uh, first things first, uh, if anyone caught SmackDown, you saw the return of Karrion Cross, formerly Killer Cross on the Independence, was Karrion Cross in NXT and in Raw for a little bit before they let him go after the horrible, horrible gimmick they gave him. We will not discuss that gimmick here. Well, I, I will say this much. I kind of saw part of the vision, but it's like it, it just went way off in the wrong direction. I think I know they were going for like the classic demolition gladiator look, but it looked a little more S and M gimpy. But you know, bear chicken, wow, wow, chicken, wow, wow. Yep. Um, so that was one of the good pieces of news. Uh, another good piece of news is uh, a former TNA Impact Knockouts Champion Madison Rain has signed with AEW as their head coach for the women's division. So um, and you probably saw her on Rampage last night. As well, doing some some match stuff, and apparently, I guess she was on Elevation a week or so ago as well. So you'll see her a little bit more, probably here and there, but not as as often as some of the other mainstays because being the head coach, just like Christopher Daniels is kind of in charge of talent relations now. Uh, they they'll they'll do more backstage work than front stage work. So now to the little bit of I I call it sad news to myself and probably to some other people. Maybe to some people might be good news. But uh, I saw recently that uh, Sony, the parent company of Crunchyroll and Funimation and all that stuff, I have once again expanded their monopoly over the anime empire by purchasing Right Stuff International, which a lot of people have may recognize as a was an online site for buying anime related products and anime and other things as well. But um, they've purchased them recently, and so now it's essentially going to become their I guess their storefront side, and much like everything else with Sony, they are putting down the hammer and censoring up things some more, and apparently they are cutting out their formerly uh, uh, adult section of right stuff, and that's being shipped to another company now. So that is the news that I have. <clears throat> so in relation to Sony pretty much getting the anime monopoly. Mm-hmm. They, they have obviously Funimation and Crunchyroll now, which it's all Crunchyroll. Uh, I believe they also own High Dive. Yep. So that's two, or technically three, but two main streamers of anime. And now they have a one of the probably the more recognized Western fronts of anime related products, which was the right stuff at International Comics and not comics, but yeah, video and products and stuff. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. Exactly. And I said, I see this probably a bad thing. So you might see as a good thing. But yeah, it's kind of hit and miss. I don't know. What do you think, D-Twizzle? Well, I mean, I'm not really one for monopolies. You know, I think everybody should be able to have like their own little universe where they can be able to dictate the rules and things that they want to do instead of being like fearful of like big streamer coming out there and just trying to consume right or in this case it's the they're becoming practically the main distributor in the western hemisphere of the world which then means almost any english dub is probably going to basically go through them if it's not going through a um a streamer site that has uh exclusive rights to them right so it's like anything else is going to come through there and it's going to be uh they call it localization where they Obviously, they do the dubbing and they they transcribe some of the scripts to 
make it more quote unquote palatable to the U.S. or English speaking audiences. But a lot of times things get a lot more jumbled, and they try to throw in, let's say, political views and other things in there, which really makes it not as appeasing as it was before. Right, right, right. Oh, I guess we'll see what happens next. All else fails, you know, um, you can always be like Luffy and go, go on the ground line. That is true. Hmm. Hint, hint, wink, wink, say no more. But anyways, before we hop in, I do have to do a shout out. Now, <clears throat> earlier this week, and mind you, I rarely talk about my work life. Mm-hmm. You know, I separate that from my At least on the podcast. Yeah. I separate that from my podcast life. I separate it from my martial arts life. But I do have to give a shout out because a student of mine actually started a podcast. So, and they actually gave us a shout out on their first episode. So, in return, I would like to give a proper shout out to Martinez and the Living Res Show. Now, you can actually find this on Spotify, on Anchor, and also on many other platforms. Now, you get to join Martinez and his rotating cast of friends as they discuss things about living on the reservation, being indigenous, and even further talking about anime, talking about video games, and just being a student and being a young individual. Now, you can catch their podcast weekly. Mind you, weekly. I don't have a full schedule for them. I forgot to ask about that, but you can actually catch them weekly. Once again, it is the Live and Res show, and we would like to officially introduce them to Internet Wonderland because I did give them the idea to actually run the podcast, and I also provided microphones for them. So, gentlemen, welcome to Internet Wonderland, and we know that you'll do extremely well. And if you do better than us, we'll face you on the field of battle. Yes, I will bring a trident. Nice. That would be awesome. Yep. I mean, we already talked about stealing an ambulance and jacking it up. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> no, we we weren't stealing it. We might be procuring one. Procuring, procuring. Yes, we never steal anything. <clears throat> we just yes. acquire. You know, we walk up to a certain object, we crouch down, and boom, just like that. Make sure we press A. Yep. yep. And it's in our persons. Exactly, and we're going to check it out with Gatling guns, rocket launchers, flamethrowers, cow traps, and some other fun stuff. Yes, it's going to be fun. Yep. And that's just for grocery shopping days, mind you. Exactly. Yep. Just put things in our back pocket and it just disappears. Now, mind you, we're not actually saying go out and steal anything. This Don't is, do that. Don't do that. No, no. This is all for satire. We're just saying it now. It's for satire. Satire. As it's spelled. <laughs> Not, not talking about satires like the half human, half horse people. No, we're talking about satiri. No, you mean satyrs, which are half man, half goat. You're a goat. <laughs> Anyways, so <clears throat> D Twizzle. Yes. Our international Lothario at the stage. You have been to some very interesting places during your travels. And we want to know, man. Tell us more, tell us more. Yes. Where have you been? What have you done? Where in the world is Detoizel San Diego? That's right. Well, I mean, you are wearing red. You're just missing the hat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The hat and the aloofness and the, you know, the really, really old 90s computer. Yeah. 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 
Unless if you watched the Carmen San Diego um, cartoon on Netflix, that one's actually pretty good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Check that out. <laughs> I liked it. I li- season one was cool. Season two was eh. I'm waiting on season three to see if they redeem themselves. Anyways, but where have you been, man? All right. Well, let's start at the very beginning. Very good place to start. All right. Let's start with Iceland. That's the first little little pocket of uh, the world that I really, really, really enjoyed. I went there during the middle of January to a little town called Reykjavik. Reykjavik. Yes. And it's one of those places where, you know, you look around the area and you realize like, man, this place is tiny, but it is just like walking into like an alien world. Just the way that the whole landscape is like built up and everything. Uh, are you sure you weren't actually <clears throat> on an alien world that there was a portal there I mean, in Iceland? Because it's the middle of nowhere, you know, no, no offense to people from Iceland, but. No. We heard it's a very beautiful country. Very oh, it beautiful. is. And and granted place. granted where I was at, you know, you, you just learn to appreciate just all the different type of architecture that's around there. Like we were driving around downtown Reykjavik and we came across this like crazy little metal boat thing. And I know we were just talking about like tridents and stuff, but this thing was like one of those like old Norwegian boats. But it was one of the more cooler little artifacts that they have here. So it's like, you know, you look at this thing and you're like, man, this thing's made out of like giant metal forks. And I'm, and I'm just I pushed the button. <laughs> <laughs> He's showing us a picture of it. So unfortunately, we're not on Twitter or YouTube live, so y'all will not be able to see this. But it's, oh it's my essentially God. the like a the skeletal build of like a classic Viking ship. So if you if you were to look up a, what a, a Viking ship skeleton build would look like, that's what it looks like. So that gives you guys an idea. And honestly, this looks trippy as hell, and I want it. Yes. Yep. I don't know how it will float though, like that, but no, the boat will float. <laughs> but we'll we'll have to like post it up on our Facebook page. There you go. Yeah. But you know, just driving around the the country and stuff, and you're just seeing. And what one of the cooler things I actually found out is that they don't really have a military. Basically, they kind of have this partnership with, like, Denmark, and, you know, they give them, like, one boat, which I took, like, a picture of, like, well, this is our little Navy boat. I'm like, well, all right, this is going to defend against nothing, <laughs> you know, nothing. I think it's just one of those detector boats. It's like, hey, incoming. Right. Then, then they just contact Norway because all their boats have barcodes on them because, you know, then they can scan the Navy. In. Oh, yeah. And they, uh, <laughs> oh, so we can, we can fix that and edit, right? No, we're not editing a damn thing. Oh, okay. Well, I'll just have to stay <clears throat> in the internet one land. Yep. Sorry. Whenever we traverse the digital airwaves, we do not edit anything. No matter how good or how bad it is, mm-hmm. unless it gets too long and then we're like, okay, we got to do some cuts. We got to redo it. Yeah. Yeah. And we will not ever do that again. Eight hours podcast. Let's go. Yeah, that'd be more like a like a YouTube live type deal. Ah. But anyways, we'd probably get cut off halfway through. Be like, yeah. you broke terms of service. Terms of service. Terms of service. Yeah, true. Anyways, detours. <laughs> so next up, one of the cooler places I also visited was this uh, like Icelandic church, which looks like a giant metal rocket ship pointing up at the sky, and they got this Leif Erikson statue standing out in front of it and uh you know from the outside you can you can walk all the way up to like the top of the tower 
I wish I knew the name of it, but it probably has like 11 different little consonants in it, but I'll have to look it up on the interwebs, but. I think Monkey's about to be ahead of you on that idea. Okay. Yeah, because the thing doesn't really give me like the location. I think I didn't geocode because sometimes, you know, you don't want people knowing exactly where you're at. Right. But, but no, this is a, one of the more beautiful churches in the whole that I've ever seen. Bless you. Yep, exactly. That's exactly how you pronounce it. So, you know, it's one, of, it's basically that church. And when you look at it from the outside, it's just like, how would anybody even go into a place like this? But here, let me see. Yeah. Ooh. It's, um, it's very exotic, both on the outside and the inside. You know, Iceland is very unique just with their, a lot of their architecture. Right. That's out there. That actually does look very beautiful. Yeah. He, Apparently, the spire is 74.5 meters tall, which is about 244 feet high. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't bad at all. And then, also, I went there, went to the president's house. That's what? right. Iceland has a president. And you can basically, I mean, you can't, like, walk right up to the house. But I'm telling you, like, if if it was me and I just see a bus full of people just outside of my house just doing their own thing... You know, I'd be wanting to call people, but I mean, you, we could literally, I could literally throw a rock and probably break a window or probably more likely cause an international incident. But yeah, it's very Possibly. plain. It's it's not even anything really fancy. I think some of the houses around here are a lot more built up and sophisticated than the darn. It looks more like a plantation or even a, a barn almost. Yeah, it like. Like. <clears throat> like. yeah, let's not mention plantations on this show, please. <laughs> You're acting like plantations are bad things. Plantations are good things. Now, something that happened on some plantations is bad. And that's why we don't mention them. Mm-hmm. Unless if they're haunted, then we can discuss that. But, yeah. like, looking at it, I mean, it looks like a beautiful house. Oh, yeah. Very simplistic. I mean, you can tell that whoever lives there has money. Yes. But it isn't, like, like fully, like, extravagant. And it's it's very simplistic. It's, yes. it's extravagant for what would you consider extravagant in a countryside as opposed to an urban area extravagant. Exactly. Yeah, there wasn't even any, like, fences or anything. Matter of fact, when... Just uh, by landmines, probably. Probably. <laughs> well, that was the case. Well, here, here's the weird thing about it. So here, I was having a conversation with one of the guys on the trip, and I see, like, this little kid, you know, just, like, walk right past us. And I'm like, he's not with our group. Is He's like, no. And you just see this kid just continue to walk towards the house, <laughs> walk towards the house, and then next you know, he's on the front door, and I'm like, man, what in the world is this kid doing? He must think he lives here or something. And he like bangs on the door. They open it up and he walks in. I was like, huh. And then that's when one of the folks I was with is like, yeah, you know, they just got out of school. So the kid just walks up to the house and just they open up the door for him and everything. Nothing. <laughs> so that was crazy. the president's kid. Yeah. I literally walked past a darn, I don't know what you call like a dignitary. Diplomat. Dignitary. Person. Yeah. Yeah. It's just. Just plain as day. Didn't didn't talk to anybody. Just was like do 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 do. A bunch of people outside my house. Whatever. Like ah, this, this, those those tourists again exactly. in front of my house. Exactly. That means I don't want to sit out here with them. Take right. me in. Come I'm in. cold. It's, no. There's but, people <clears throat> here. He's like desensitized from people showing up. Yeah. I mean, how would you like it if you, you know, you're just so used to people taking pictures of your house and you're just like, yeah, whatever. You I was, I I was standing in the windows naked just to see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> there wasn't like he just like no secret service or anything. He's just 
just walks right up to it. You know, nobody's like, hey, move, get out the way. You know, you know, president's kids coming through. But, you know, I'm just like, huh, impressive. This just kind of shows you how much more, like, I guess, chill. And they're like, man, nothing ever really seems to happen here. But you know, Except for Ezra Miller, apparently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so continue on. I went to uh, this little place called the Lava Tunnel. So apparently, you know, with Iceland, they have a lot of volcanic activity and that's basically how a lot of their country was created so we got up early in the morning and we went on a little caving expedition down there and we're walking around and looking at all this you know different little pictures and things like that and and i'll be sure to you know post these up but it's very very cool i mean you have so many different colors of like the rainbow there's like so much red down there Red, green, yellow. I mean, it was, uh, I mean, it's one of the more interesting places I've ever been to. And uh, I remember we got to like the end of like the actual tunnel and our guy was like, all right, you know, we're uh, going to have you guys turn off all your little head helmets and we're just going to sit here in pure darkness. And it's a different kind of darkness, you know, it's like, you know, you, turn the lights off in your house you're like oh man it's so dark but no when you're in there it's just different you have a weird sensation you know it's just like this is like pure and black. you hear all the sounds all, all yeah. that echo yeah. off of everything <clears throat> you hear the drips of all the water floating around and everything like that honestly mm-hmm. you're a braver man than i because whenever i look at that even though it's beautiful i think of the movie the descent <laughs> yeah and you're worried about him what was that noise I'm sorry. I'd be afraid that someone would just try to grab my ass, and I'd be like, "Whoa, whose hand is that?" And no one would be able to admit to it. You just feel one hand, and then also like, which hand? It wasn't me. Yeah. See. See. Right. Like, I don't know. But <laughs> so, uh, next up, one of the cooler things that they have out there in Iceland is this little place called the Blue Lagoon. Blue Lagoon. Okay. Yeah, and it's just basically like this giant thermal bath that's out there, and um. You know, what was so impressive about it is that being that it's relatively popular, you think it would be like going to Disney in the middle of June. Yeah. But, you know, they're very, very organized. It's like they've been doing this for decades. But you basically walk in there and they have it all lined up. You know, if you have a certain ticket package, they throw you in this line. They give you a little wristband. They use that to store all your stuff. You know, and they gave you these towels, slippers, all that stuff's provided for you. They even have a place where you could go eat some food before you go out there. So you do your thing, you change. You, they have this little like waiting pool that you can kind of go into first to kind of get acclimated. But, you know, I was like, man, ain't nobody got time for that. So I just flung the door open and it was like, dear God, it was like literally, it was literally like walking into like a giant freezer, <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, you know, clutching my arms and everything, trying to hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Let me get into this water before, you know, I freaking die before I make it in there. But as soon as you like hit it, you're just like, oh man, it's the greatest feeling in the world, you know? And then you just start wading in the water. And then what's so cool is that I thought it was going to be like super cramped, but this place is super spacious. There was like parts where I could just hang out by my own self and just feel a lot of like the thermal waters that are in there. And just sit there and just kind of be by myself and not have to worry about, um, you know, people all yelling and screaming and throwing thermal water in your face. 
Mm-hmm. But, you know, a cool thing they also have there is they have like their own little bar that's like inside the lagoon. Nice. So you just like wait, wait up to it and you'll be like, hey man, let me get like a, a screwdriver. You know, and they'd be like, yeah, please screwdriver for you. You know, nice. and then you just, you know, sip it somewhere else. And they have these like face cream stuff that you can put on your face. You know, it's like a whole bunch of like white stuff supposed to like help out with like your pores and everything. I know you can go ahead. It's totally cool. You know, people just with all this white stuff, you know, all on their faces and everything like that. It was like all in my beard, you know, and it's like, man, it's, this feels natural, all natural. And that's what, yeah, they, that's what they told me. <laughs> you know? So look like an aborigine, you know, with all yeah. this, all this stuff on my face. Let me see. There you go. Yep. So, that was, okay. that's awesome. You're like, how did I get here? Right. I, I'm in the wrong country. What? Wrong continent. Oh, uh, <laughs> man, but... <clears throat> now, I also have to ask, how would you rate your experience in Iceland from... Well, we're going to use the Uncle Dave scoring system here. One being the worst, five being the best. How would you score your experience there? Oh, five across the board. That is a... If you ever get a chance to go, definitely go. You will not be disappointed. It doesn't matter if you go there in the wintertime or in the summer. You know, you'll be um, you'll be amazed, especially with everything they're able to do in that country. Now, I will say it is pretty pricey. I'm not going to lie about that. It's a little bit more expensive than most places, but it's pretty cool. Matter of fact, they have this place called the Chuck Norris Grill. I kid you not. I was walking down downtown Reykjavik and I just saw that. I was like, wait a minute. Is that who I think it is? And it's like, Chuck Norris? All the way over here? What do they know about Chuck Norris? So I had, of course, I had to walk in and I was just, you know, walking around, you know, trying to be all American about everything. You'd be like, oh, what do you guys know about Chuck Norris? Man, blah, blah, blah. Trying to sell some jokes. They got this, um, they had this sign up there in this picture, I guess, describing the or whatever and of course it's like in one of those old Chuck Norris jokes that used to be popular <laughs> way back when yeah about how he like came up with the with the bar and the grill and everything like that but it was pretty good though food was great you know it was uh kind of surprising and then with me I'm always the type of person I had to find like you know a local bar or something you know try to mix in with the locals and everything and you know I did find such a place and it was uh it was heck you know hella um cramped a little bit but it was good you know most people that are speaking Icelandic so you know I have no idea what's going on but I just remember sitting in there and there was this sport that was on TV and I think it's like handball or something but you had like all these goofy ice tall Icelandic people running around trying to throw a ball into like a net and everything and I don't know it's just the weirdest thing but I really was it maybe highlight maybe was where they had like the big like cone thing on their arm or oh, no 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 it's just them just holding the ball in their hands and they're all like trying to i guess juke the goalie or whatever and then throw it to someone else who tries to throw it into like this other little soccer net thing i'm like man it made me kind of feel bad because it's like man outside of soccer like there's really no other sport also space i don't really care about i mean i guess we could probably research that sport and see what it is yes i mean it does sound interesting it almost sounds like like handball meets meets soccer. Was there any tackles to it or anything like that? No, they were playing like a regular gym court type of spot. So, huh? Yeah. So I was just like, huh, interesting. I mean, 
to me, I didn't, I didn't mind it at all. I mean, it was kind of fun for a little bit until I was like, all right, I'm done. All right. Yeah, let's go. So what other places, aside from Iceland, have you been to? All right, let's, um, Barcelona. Ooh. (laughs) It's a really, really, really hot place to a really, a cold place to a really, really hot place. Now, Barcelona, I went there because I was getting ready to go um, down to this cruise. It was a Mediterranean cruise. Don't mind me. <laughs> so I think Monkey actually found it. Oh, well, I found a video, but I'm just checking it out here. Yeah. No, I Barcelona, this. I will say it's one of the more beautiful places in the world. I enjoyed every freaking moment of it. Um, one of the... One of the cooler spots is this, uh, it's the big church that they have there. Um, what was the name? It was like a, I don't know, I'm going to try to look it up right quick. But Yep, go for it. But it's this really um, gothic looking church. And I think it has it like on one of the, um, I think it was by an artist, oh, the Sagrada Familia Church. That's actually one of the more bigger churches and actually one of the more beautiful ones in the whole wide world they have when you look at it from the outside what's so unique is just how they're able to build these uh sculptures coming from the um talking about you know the crucifixion and things like that right and the closer you get to it you just look at the manner of detail that they put into this and this thing isn't even finished yet but you just have this appreciation for art that's nice. Yeah, it's, it's just weird how they just put it all together because there's just so much to look at when you're just walking through. I must have spent like, you know, just probably next to like half an hour just staring at the thing and I hadn't even gone inside yet. That is amazing. Like really looking at it, you can tell the aesthetic that they're trying to go for and it's breathtaking, quite honestly. Actually, that um, going back to Iceland right fast here, it is actually just handball, and that's all it is. It's just called handball, and it, it actually isn't just an Icelandic thing. It's a big European thing, apparently, because huh. they actually apparently have uh, world championships, and the one that I had jizzled on to earlier that got prompted by the loud talking in foreign languages that uh, was apparently uh, Austria versus Highland, uh, Iceland, um, Euro 2010 match. So. Nice. Nice. See, we learn something every day. It looks like they're basically playing like on a basketball court, but they have like the, and the ball is about the size of a, maybe about a little bit smaller than a soccer ball, but obviously not a handball, handball size. So like a smaller dodgeball type deal? Kind of, yeah. Okay. And yeah, looks like they just kind of are, Part is part rugby, part part soccer, part basketball, part baseball. Apparently, <laughs> all at once. Yeah, it's like all over the place. It's like a game that, like you know, if you had a beer, it would definitely be a lot more easier to be able to comprehend what's going on. Now, to our international listeners, if you actually play handball. We would love to hear from you. Feel free to email us at cheshirelookingglass at gmail.com or even add in some comments at Place Cheshire or even on the Facebook group page, Cheshire's Place, A Looking Glass and Illogical Madness. We'd like to know your experiences while playing handball. You know, 
you know, did you like it? Did you not like it? Were you part of a professional team? Let us know. We, we are actually very interested in hearing about this. All right. So you're talking about Barcelona, right? Yes. The Sagrada Familia. Naturally, I'm going to show you just a couple of pictures from inside the place. And what's so unique is that once the light hits that, so many things starts illuminating. It's kind of like you're in a, I mean, you kind of feel a, a weird, like, I know it's a church, but it is, even if you're not like religious or anything, you just feel like this weird spiritual presence or just like this appreciation for everything that goes into that building. You know, you just walk around and just in awe. And I mean, and there was countless accounts of people, you know, taking pictures, looking through things. And I'm staring at all the little uh, painted tile ceilings and stuff that's there. And, you know, there's, um, like I said, I just could talk about this, that church all day, but <laughs> I'm just surprised just about the years and this, and this thing isn't even finished yet. They still probably have another five or six years of just construction that they're going to have to do to really uh, finish everything off. But I know when it's finally at its end, it's going to be, you know, glorious to say yes. the least. But yeah. I like either that or, you know, I might buy that and live there. Yeah. I'd rather just live underneath the church. <laughs> Just pop up every so often. It's like, like, hello, I'm home. Hi, how's it going? Just like the the kid at at the uh, president's house in Iceland. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm home. Yep. How are you guys doing? Welcome (laughs) to my house. Excuse me, pardon me. Going through. Thank you. So, any other experiences in Barcelona? Um, Outside of the food, there's this place called La Ramba, which is kind of like, you know, imagine it kind of being like Broadway here. Except you could just walk on on foot and like everything's like close to each other. But, you know, especially at night you have, you know, that's when everything comes alive, mm-hmm. you know. So you see a bunch of people walking, eating, you know, drinking and stuff like that. And all these like crazy restaurants that you can pop into different nightclubs and things. So, you know, I and all I and I didn't live that far from it, like like a 10, 15 minute walk. And you just turn this corner and like, boom, you got all these people just traversing up and down and you know and for me I'm like someone who likes to really kind of explore an area so I'm just walking up and down that street and I ended up finding like a it was like an NBA it was like an NBA court restaurant you know but I wanted to go in but I'd already eaten I try to eat something local from the place so they had like their paella food which is you know their big old like this they gave me like this big old plate full of like rice and seafood and I mean it was amazing just, I just love their local cuisine and stuff. So those are some good eats there, to say the least. And then, you you know, all and most of the stuff there is cheap as far as, like, the food and stuff. So it's not like I'm, like, breaking the bank to be able to, you know, eat out or anything like Especially that. Especially the seafood because you're right there and exactly. right by the ocean. And exactly. So, I mean, so I, go ahead. No, no, you go, you go ahead. <clears throat> so, I mean, I didn't get a chance to go down to, like, the beach or anything. I was only, I was only there for, like, uh, probably, like, a day and a half just to... You know, just to kind of get acclimated to the city and stuff. But I had enough time just to be able to do kind of like a walking tour of like the little gothic district there. So I had this really cool tour guide who was like, well, she was like super like energetic. So she was like a dancer or whatever. That's how she ended up coming to the area and and everything. But, you know, she she's like taking us all over the place and stuff and showing us all these different little spots and everything. And I'm like, man, this is impressive. And then lo and behold, I ended up meeting a couple of folks who were from Boston. So, 
you know, connected with them, became Facebook friends, and then end up meeting some Russian chick who was out there as well. Whoa, whoa, uh, whoa, 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 wait a minute. So <clears throat> tell us more about this uh this Russian chick that you met. Well, to be honest, I didn't even know that she was until she really she didn't look like your typical, you know, I don't know what a typical Russian person looks like, but she, she didn't have a babushka hat on. It was like, like, hello, how you doing? Oh my god, no, no, it was no, it's totally different. It was just like, wow, they let you leave it the country. Bush. <laughs> no, she was pretty cool though. I mean, obviously, there was a little bit of a language barrier. You know, we're both speaking broken English, or I'm speaking broken Russian. But um, no, she was pretty cool. I mean, we we basically just kind of connected like on Instagram and stuff because she had couple of plans and stuff and i try to link up with her a little bit later on but like you know things just didn't connect that time but you know how it is sometimes you know you try to yeah guys yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) so russian girl if you're out there and you happen to remember sexual chocolate over here um he would like to speak to you again if you're ever available and we actually do have listeners that are in russia so you know just saying but anyways your experience in Barcelona from one to five, how would you rate it? Oh, man, I, I also have to get that a five stars, man. But my thing is I only, like, tipped the iceberg. You know, I'm like, man, I could have just took my vacation here. I didn't need to, like, go on no crazy cruise or anything like that. But um, that's definitely, I mean, Barcelona is definitely a hot spot. You know, most people, when they go to Spain, they go to, like, Ibiza, which is, like, you know, party island and things like that. But. You know, Barcelona's not too bad. But I will say, though, um, being that tourism is a big part of their economy there, you do have a couple of local. There's are some a local sect who really don't care for tourists and have no problem with kind of like letting you know that whether they like spray painted on buildings and things telling tourists to like, you know, piss off and stuff like that. So. You know, so that's something you kind of, you know, I had to be like aware of going down there. So it's not like I can just waltz into like any old, you know, store or restaurant. So like, hello, I am tourist. Right. I like, want to buy your stuff. They're like, this is my house. Like, oh, and what a lovely house it is. How much? Mm-hmm. I got $10. Right. All right. <laughs> now make me some food. <laughs> I will give you 10 American dollars. 10 American <clears throat> Uh, not ten New Zealand, wow, not ten wow. Australian, ten American dollars. It's wow. worth its weight in gold. This but. is very light gold. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I have to apologize to our international listeners. Mind you, most of this is just based off of satire. We're not trying to offend anyone in any different way. So we're, we're just saying that right now. This is just all colorful commentary, but. If somehow we have offended you, we do apologize in advance. But continuing on. So, you've been around Europe quite a bit. Yes. Anything in terms of, like, Asian locations? You know, that, honestly, that's actually where I was supposed to be, actually, right now. Um, So, back in 2020, I was in Turkey. Um Donna, Turkey to be Pacific, and my next trip was to actually go to Tokyo. Uh, but unfortunately, there were some shenanigans with my job, and one thing led to another, and I end up 
coming here to this great place. Now, for those who are unaware, um, Dee Twizzle is not only an international authority of the stage, he is a proud United States Air Force member. Mm-hmm. So, for those who are listening that are in the service, most people know that coming here to Minot can sometimes either make your career or it can become an automatic death trap. There used to be a saying that Minot was the, the black hole. Essentially, if you got stationed in Minot, one of two things was happening. Either one, you're going to be stuck here until you got out of the service, or two, you're going to be PCSed out overseas somewhere else. Yep. Yeah. That's usually what happens. And give or take, about 90% of the people who end up retiring when they're in Minot stay in Minot. I mean, there's, there's a big community out here of former Air Force personnel and other military branches that are all here. And, you know, that's... It's because a lot of people did like the area because of it being a not too urban and not too like rural area. So, yeah, it's like a mix in between. But I mean, if you're comparing Minot to Tokyo, you can't. True. I mean, it's even hard to put those two places in the same sentence. And to say I was excited to be able to go to Tokyo would be an understatement. Yeah. You know, a lot of the uh, BS and stuff that I had to put up with. Um, you know, dealing with Turkey and stuff. My only hope was basically realizing like, well, I get to go to Tokyo after all this. And then, you know, here comes Thanksgiving. And then they're like, yeah, you're not going. Yeah, we got some, there's some stuff, you know, about you that we, something that you got flagged on. So, you know, and I'm like, great. You know, I already got my Japanese encephalitis shot. And you mean to tell me I'm not going, you know, I'm like, ah, I'm like, what in the world are you talking about? I just got, I got an immunization to go to a place I'm not even going to step foot in, but you know, so I'm just like, man, what the heck? I'm like, what, where am I going now? <laughs> They're like, well, you're going to Minot, North Dakota. Yeah. My, what a where? <laughs> what, what country? Oh, what country is this in? <laughs> is that in uh, South yeah, Dakota? <laughs> like, is that in Mount Rushmore? <laughs> wow. All right. That was so. hard Canada. <clears throat> that, that's what some places think. So I do have to ask, man, because you've given us two top fives. Is there any place that you have been that would hit like a one or a two? Ooh, ooh, that's kind of tough. Yeah, so I'm I'm the type of person where like if I am going to a place because I I I meticulously pick all my spots out, but okay. I'm trying to think of a place where I've been to where I was just like meh. Okay, think of it this way. How about a place that you went to, but then when you got there, it was like, this quite isn't what I was expecting. This isn't all Ooh, the that, hype up about. That's actually even better. Yeah, definitely. Because that would probably be better than say, I went here, I was like, man, why did I go here? This is stupid. This is horrible. What was I thinking? No, it's like, this looks cool. This looks great. And then you get there, like, what the hell? Let's see. Let's see. You know... Probably one spot, a little un, a little overrated. Probably was uh, Ankara, Turkey. Okay. I mean, it's the capital, but there really just wasn't that much to see when I was out there. You know, I the only cool spot we really went to was like this one little sushi spot. But you know, that just brung up memories <laughs> where I was supposed to be. But, <laughs> um, but no, I think that's probably the only spot that was just kind of. You know, here and there, 
you know, not not too much was really going on. You know, couldn't really, and, and it was still like in the middle of like uh, the lockdown period too. Yeah, it was yeah. Like the yeah. Twenty twenty. Yeah. So it was a lot of like that stuff going on, but like, so that was the only spot that was like I didn't really get a chance to really do anything. So it kind of kind of bummed me out, and then. I think it was that other place I went to. It's in Luxembourg. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, there wasn't much to see out there except a couple of gas stations. And it's one of the more smaller countries in the world, so there wasn't really much to really I've, shake a I've stick I've been to at. Luxembourg, yeah. It's, it's essentially a lot of people actually still kind of classify, at least when I was there, they clarify as more as part of Germany, even though it was, it's its own country. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a, such a kind of small country, and... It's that countryside look to it, and it's not too bad, but, yeah, it's not, like, super hype. I mean, there's some cool castles out there every now and then. You get to the right areas, but that's about it, really. Yeah, that's about it. So, where are you, I mean, I know we've talked before, Mm -hmm. and you said you're heading to Brazil, and where else? Argentina. Oh. Jeez. So, we may not see you afterwards. Well, either that, (laughs) or you'll see me with, like, this is my wife. Hello. Hello. <laughs> this is my wife. Hello. I am his wife. Hello. <laughs> I was trying to think of like a, 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 a female Brazilian name. I should probably Juliana. Google that. <laughs> All right. So do you have any specific areas in Brazil and Argentina that you're looking forward to? Um, the Igazu Falls is supposed to be, nice. I've, I've heard it's supposed to be really amazing. So I will have a, Probably like two days to be able to stay out there and kind of check those out. Um, and then where I'm staying in uh, Brazil is the actual Copacabana place. Just Ooh. like in the song. Yeah, very Manilow song. So I'll be right there in that area. So that'll be like a little bit touristy. But I am looking forward to like visiting as many like Brazilian steakhouses mm-hmm. as possible. So that's like the number one thing on my list. Now here's, here's the big, big question. While you're in Brazil, are you gonna get a Brazilian wax job? Never. <laughs> why? Why use Brazilian wax jobs when you can use Manscape? Yes. Manscaped, oh, the, the high, you know, Manscape to be able to have all your male grooming needs. Now, mind you, the, we do not have a sponsorship with Manscape, but if they would ever like to sponsor us, feel free to hit us up on Cheshire Looking Glass at Gmail dot com. Follow us on Twitter at Place Cheshire, and also. Give us a gander on our Facebook group page, Cheshire's Place of Looking Glass and Illogical Madness. And mind you, we all do like your products. We like the commercials, and I think we can actually do a better one, honestly. Well, better than most. Yeah. Jim Corner probably tops us on. He's, he's yeah, he does. He does. Yeah. But anyways, so you get to go to Brazil. You get to stay at Copacabana. Yes. Now, are you, let's see, when are you leaving? Uh... Leaving on the 17th of November. So that's a little bit past Carnival. Yeah, I won't be there during all that mess. Because one, so think about me. I am not a, a humidity kind of guy. I uh, That's probably the reason why I never really visit my mom during the summer. Because I become like a totally different person when you have to deal with humidity, especially in the South. You know, let alone in a place like Brazil where it's probably magnified yeah. towards <clears throat> You know, oblivion. I'd just be that dude who'd be like, everyone else is just like, what's you know, what's wrong? You should be having fun. It's carnival, and I'm like, I can't breathe. It's like I can't breathe. There's I'm too many sweaty. Exactly. I don't like this. <laughs> right? How do you guys 
You guys, no wonder you guys barely wear anything. <laughs> I wouldn't too if I had to live in this, you know, climate. But that's just that's just me. That's I'm like I I I was like, man, I'm gonna go there during a time where it's not like hella hot, but it's just enough to where you can kind of like to say that you know you've been there, right? You know. And where are you going to go to in Argentina? Uh, Buenos Aires. Buenos Aires. Nice, nice. Yeah, I'm a, um, I think down there I got a couple of things. I think I'm go down there and learn the tango from an, I go to natural tango lesson class and then go to actually one of their dinner shows. Um, pick up a new wife. Yeah, pick, pick up one down there too, or I'm two. On my, on, my way, on my way down there. <clears throat> you know, polygamy is a big thing. Oh, sorry, polyamory, not polygamy. Oh yeah, yeah. my bad. Yeah, polyamory is a big thing. I think you're going to have to start adding, like, monogamous to my intro. (laughs) Mr. Monogamous, but... Mr. Polygamous, no longer polygamous, totally monogamous. I'm a reformed polygamous. No, 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 no. We're we're just going to say that you're interested in throuples with the Argentinian woman and a Brazilian woman. Yeah, that's like a Just be careful, they're going to get in a crazy argument. One's going to be yelling in Portuguese, the other one's going to be yelling in Spanish. They're going to be like, son of a... Going on, man. Man, I need <laughs> subtitles. It's like put the subtitles on. Right. Where's my sap remote? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And then news at eleven: American killed in Brazil by Argentinian woman and Brazilian woman. Apparently, the quote was, "I gotta find my SAP button on this." Right. Before he was stabbed. Yep. Wow. <laughs> anyways, 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 anyways. Um. Now, aside from going to Brazil and Argentina and, I mean, tango lessons, going to the falls, staying at Copacabana, I mean, is there a dream place that you would like to see sometime, aside from Tokyo? Because I know you would love to go to Tokyo. Oh, yeah. But is there any other place that you would love to go? Um, Actually, I wanted to go up to the Baltic countries, Latvia, Estonia. Um, Lithuania. I wanted to go up there. Um, never got a chance to. So those, that's still like a bucket place. I had told some friends, I was like, I, de- I mean, up to that point, like Brazil was definitely number one. Because mm-hmm. I wanted to get there, go to visit Brazil before I got married. You know, just for reasons. Um, for reasons. For reasons. For research. Reasons. You know, research. research. Research purposes. Yes. yes. To understand the culture and things like that. And the food. You know, nothing, Definitely. nothing. I mean, <clears throat> nothing to do with the women or anything. I mean, <clears throat> no, of course sure not. I, I hear, I hear nice things. Yes. You know, you know, just very nice. You know, you you just want to be able to understand the culture, the sights, the sounds, the roundness of certain things. I mean, yes, the size. <laughs> yes, yeah. the buoyancy whenever it's whenever it jiggles just a little bit. Right. Exactly. You know, I wanted to be able to. Maybe it'll cure my vision. I'll be able to see. I won't be so nearsighted. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of hits upside the head. Right. But, you know, just that was that was number one. But, you know, now that I have that upcoming, you know, the Baltic, the Baltic stakes are basically right up there, too, because I, I hear really good things. And then I'm sure getting from like Estonia to Finland wouldn't be that hard either. It shouldn't be. Yeah. So they're like right across now. Um, given the current global climate, I don't know how much of that's going to like affect a lot of things, but it's one of those things that's going to be a wait and see how the climate will change with that. And then pick and choose if you'll actually be able to go to the Baltic locations. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So it, it's always good to play it safe. Yeah. But, you know, if all else fails, there's always, you know, uh, what was that one place? Oh, yeah, Amsterdam. Oh, yes, Amsterdam. That's a really nice place. I mean, granted, I went there, you know, with my current job, so I couldn't partake of the certain, you know. You mean the red light district? No, I, I walked down that area. Um, the red light district is, is green, go. Yes. The, the cuisines, though, is a no. <laughs> I will say this, though. You don't want to make eye contact with them, though, because as soon as you make eye, t- eye, eye contact, they start, like, banging on the glass, and it kind of freaks me out a little bit. Well, for Freak me out because I'm like, like, oh no, I make contact, and they're all like, oh, and the rest of the customer, ding, 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 ding. I'm like, ah, ah, run away, you know? Like, no, like, no, 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 no. I was just looking. I was no, just, just looking. Just, I, just window yeah. shopping, window yeah. shopping. Literally, yeah. <laughs> You're just like, you know, they're thinking, oh, I got a potential person. I gotta like, you know, put on the moves. You know, you know, it, you know. The, it's like the it's it's the stereotypical like pets in the pet store. Yeah. The moment the pet thinks you're interested in there. Oh, I'm excited to see you. Right. Like, Except oh. these are humans. <laughs> human yeah. pets. Yeah, human pets. And then, like, I think there's, like, a red light, but then there's, like, women who are, like, in blue lights. And I don't I don't know if the blue light means there's, like, something different about them. Monkey. <laughs> Let's go to our crack research team. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Monkey on the laptop. Yeah, because I thought that was kind of odd, but they was like it was like off the corner, so the red light would be like in the main one, and then you have like a little alley, and then someone would be sitting in blue light, and I'm like, I don't want to know because I think I tried walking down that way, and then the same thing happened where they started like they like they, I guess they like sniffed the curiosity, so they start banging on the glass again. I'm like, whoa, I don't know that one just seemed because I'm aware of the red light district mm-hmm. because I have a cousin that lives in Germany. And he said, yo, cousin, one day, if you ever make it to Germany, I will take you through Amsterdam. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. I'm, I really don't know. Oh, what you got, monkey? So uh, the Blue Light District area. <laughs> uh, okay. Is kind of basically known for more as the, the, the gay bar area and transgenders. See, that's what I was thinking, but I didn't want to say it out loud in case I was horribly wrong. Well, now again, this is according to to to, to the quick research I did, but that that is essentially what it usually means. Okay, that makes it, sense. It says known as the Blue Light District, uh, transgender sex workers are located within the city's main red light district area, and are called the Wallen, which covers approximately one square kilometer. District is only a short walk from the central station. Hmm. So. Oh, that ain't bad. Yeah. You okay. Know, get off the train and have buy yourself to eat. Get so, to so eat for those over. that you know, if that is your your preference, th- that's the information to know. Yes, it's good to know that you you know that they take care of everybody. Of all. everybody. Of all yes. Yeah. 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 That's that's yeah. So that's, nice. That ain't bad. Yeah. All right. So. I think it's time that we slowly begin to wrap it up. Uh, I think you should have done that before you went to the red light district, but... (coughs) (laughs) Wow. I don't think I'll ever go to the red light district. Yeah, I mean... I mean, we have Valley Street here in Minot. I think we're good. Valley Street? Yeah, so so when I first got here, when I was an airman, the biggest myth was, oh, hey... Go down Valley Street, that's where all the hookers are, and they'll cut you a good deal. 
That was the biggest myth. <clears throat> so for the longest time, I avoided Valley Street. Uh, then there was also the myth of the the old Virginian. Yep, being complex apartment complex. Being the prostitute brothel. Prostitute slash meth house slash okay. everything. Well, that's pretty much was a meth house. Well, well, here's a quick little fun fact for all those who who are listening and probably have never heard this before, but. Minot, North Dakota was actually known as Little Chicago for a while. Yep. yep. Because we are actually one of the key stop points during the bootlegging where a lot of alcohol, alcohol got trafficked through. And actually, Al Capone actually did have locations here as safe houses for himself, including little underground tunnels and whatnot near our current train station in Minot. So, which is about a block away from that place that was called the Virginia. Which was a apartment complex, but it was kind of like a hotel, motel, apartment complex slash whatever and everything. It was an At interesting place, but the place is gone now. But. Yeah, they tore it down like a few years ago. Yeah, but anyways, D Twizzle, thank you for sharing your travel adventures with us. International, we wish you the best of luck whenever you're overseas. In November. Do not yeah. get kidnapped. Do not get shot. Do not get we, STDs of some sort. Yeah, we mm-hmm. want you to be careful be because safe. we need you back here. Yes. Yeah. Because, you know, you have to share some more stories. Oh, yes. of course. There will be there will be more stories. <laughs> more stories, more pictures. Yeah. So Pictures to share with us that you can't share on the internet. No, I don't want to do that. Video. My mom's on the my mom's on the Facebook. I said not and on the internet. Yeah, you don't share it on. not on the Yeah, you don't you don't share that on public unless if you're trying to do an OnlyFans. I mean, I say you don't have an OnlyFans, do you? That we need no, to know about. No, 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 no. I'm I'm not I'm not at that level yet. <laughs> yeah, he says. Give him give him a couple more months. Yeah. I, Once I, he comes back from from Brazil, he'll be feeling a little more frisky. He'll be like, right. hey, how's it going? Yeah. You know, doing? if you see that my status <laughs> I update gets changed in Facebook, then you know something something's complicated. <laughs> it goes from it, like single to like it's complicated. It complicated. Married. Right, married. And then yeah, married it goes from in a single single in a relationship, complicated, it's married. And then yeah. back to complicated. Right. And then yeah, then you'd be like, Man, all within like a day. And it's like <laughs> I mean the And re- now I have four kids. Right. And you have to remember, something like that is Britney Spears level, and she already did that before. Uh, shout out to Britney Spears. Please don't sue us. Just We're afraid saying. of you. Yeah, we are afraid of her. I'm afraid of Britney Spears. But anyways, <clears throat> on behalf of our international Lothario of the stage, the silver tongue devil, the sexual chocolate of Internet Wonderland, D-Twizzle, and also the man, the myth, the legend, Monkey... This has been another episode of Cheshire's Place, a looking glass and a logical madness. I've been your host, the melodious one, Mr. Cheshire. And just as my namesake, the Cheshire Cat, I'm everywhere, yet nowhere. Stay tuned for tomorrow's episode. Have a good night. (laughs) 